This past week, I got two common questions regarding anxiety and blood sugar. So what happens is if a person is eating too many carbohydrates that their body can handle and everybody is different, I happen to see a lot of my particular clients, especially those that have something I consider a sensitive nervous system, have these issues. When they eat too many carbohydrates, their blood sugar goes up. But years and years and years of doing this with their sensitive nervous system, their insulin responds a lot faster. So what happens here is they get an immediate kind of like a crash or blood sugars taken out of the blood stream faster due to the high levels of insulin. Then what happens from here is now their body has to figure out a way on how to bring blood sugar back up. And what the adrenals would do is release adrenaline and cortisol to put the body into fight or flight. The sympathetic nervous system has the ability to utilize stored energy for available sugar. But now the person is left with not only low blood sugar, feeling tired and having palpations and anxiety, but now their sympathetic nervous system is activated and they can find themselves a lot more tired. Throughout their day, they can find themselves reaching for something quick to pick them up, maybe another cup of coffee or caffeine, maybe a quick snack. Usually it's things that make this cycle repeat. But most of the clients I work with, including myself, do experience these drastic low blood sugar crashes what foods have the most potential of creating a huge insulin spike to begin with. And of course, carbohydrates are going to be number one, especially high glycemic carbohydrates. So the more higher a carbohydrate is on the glycemic index, the more it's going to create a higher rise in blood sugar and an insulin response. Now, what most people don't really talk about a lot is that lean protein will also do the same. If a client has a protein shake and they're getting 20 to 40 grams out of that and it's just pure protein, I notice that this can happen to them too because all that protein with no fat plus the protein being vitally available because it's a protein shake, it's already broken down, will cause this problem as well. So the first thing that we do is we're very wise on what meat that we eat to begin with. And I happen to find that the fattier meats work great with these type of clients. So the first couple of meats is, can be ground beef that's 85%, a fatty piece of steak. If you're going to eat fish, salmon may be a great choice for you. Eggs may be an amazing choice for you as well. And if you're going to eat chicken, try to eat the dark pieces of the chicken. You'll really notice a benefit of eating the darker pieces of chicken versus the leaner parts that are more white because the darker pieces of the chicken have an amino acid that is that takes a little while to break down so it keeps blood sugar a little more stable rather than spiking and dropping your blood sugar right away. And then when it comes down to carbohydrates, low glycemic fruits and vegetables are going to be very powerful. I When I work with clients for the first four weeks, especially if they have digestive issues, fungal infections, bloating, all these things, the first thing that we do is we take out all starches. And if they ever come to me and say, hey, I want to have a starch, I say, go ahead, have a starch. Just tell me how you feel. I particularly haven't worked with a lot of clients who can have a sweet potato at 12 p.m. and not have no problems or have a sweet potato at nighttime and not have sleeping problems or peeing throughout the night or tossing and turning or waking up right in the middle of the night. Because when that blood sugar drops in the middle of the night and cortisol levels come up, now you're going to have sleeping problems. Like I said, this happens to work for the clients that I work with that have a sensitive nervous system. When it comes down to fat, fat's going to be like this little magic thing that's going to help stabilize blood sugar a little longer because fat doesn't have a huge impact on insulin levels, which is pretty cool. You could do things like add an avocado to your meals. When you eat your food, try your best to use olive oil or coconut oil. A dark chocolate can be a nice little snack. Just make sure that the dark chocolate that you're having doesn't have all this crazy amount of sugar in it and vegetable oils or seed oils in it. A good one that I found that happens to work with clients is Hue Chocolate, H-U Chocolate. I, I see that happen to be a, a pretty good one. And here's a little trick. Always carry cashews that are salted and roasted with you. 
The reason why is because when you ever go through this crash again, take a handful of cashews that are roasted and salted and chug them down. And you'll notice that your blood sugar will come back up to be a little more stable and it'll save you from going into that fight or flight. Uh, the cashew has some carbs in it, a good amount of fat in it and some protein in it and, a and also salt. Because the more you go through this situation, the more that your body's going to be getting rid of salt and you're going to be craving salt and sugar because the adrenals need salt. The, the more that you go through blood sugar crash, the more you'll pee. Usually when you pee, you'll lose a lot of the electrolytes. What one happens to be salt, that salt, the fat, the protein, it's all going to be really good for you to bring your blood sugar back up. Some nice, simple examples that you can do is you can literally take a green leafy vegetables, put it into a bowl. You can dice up some strawberries. You could take some nice piece of chicken, like the chicken thighs, put it in there. There's a good sauce called Primal Kitchen Sauce that I happen to find it doesn't have a lot of the BS that a lot of other sauces have, have a good amount of fat in it as well. I take a tablespoon of that and put it on my salad. Or you could just make like a simple meal, like a beef patty, chopped up or sliced up avocado. And you can have some cottage cheese on the side with some tomatoes diced up. Just, just two different kind of styles of a meal. Now, you can on the side, you can have like a green apple or a nice cup of blueberries there. And you'll notice that you'll feel great after. You'll really notice you'll feel great. I'm telling you right now. And we, we're not pushing you to be ketogenic, right? So each meal you can have like some type of fruit. The lower the glycemic, the better. But be, reminder, being a ketogenic diet is focusing primarily on really high fat, moderate protein, and really low carbs to the point where you don't want to go over 30 grams. We, we're not doing that. What I find the magic number for the amount of carbohydrates for the clients that I work with is 100 grams. So as long as they don't go over 100 grams, they feel really good. 100 grams happens to be like a threshold for a lot of my clients. One additional tip for you is when if you are a coffee drinker like I am, it may be wise to add some type of fat to the coffee. It doesn't have to be butter, but it can be maybe organic half and half can be a really good choice for you rather than some of these milks that have a bunch of sugar in it. If you're going to sweeten your coffee, try your best to go with something that is not processed white sugar. I happen to find organic stevia from Whole Foods and Trader Joe's work really well. I know some of you like to use monk fruit. That should be fine as well. I don't see a problem with that with my clients, but making sure that you lower the amount of sugar in your coffee and add some fat to that too. If you really want to get a little fancy like I do, I add a tablespoon of MCT oil from Bulletproof, which usually helps me a lot when it comes down to stabilizing my blood sugar after a cup of coffee. Because if I have coffee with none of that, I immediately feel anxiety within like 30 minutes and I'll get hungry and tired and I'll start peeing a lot. I have a really sensitive nervous system. And then what we'll be able to accomplish with this is you'll notice that your blood sugar is not going up and going down anymore, and your blood sugar is kind of just riding nice and smooth. Now, I know for the particular question that we have for Nathan, he said that I think he's doing like some type of bodybuilding regimen. This is not to say you can't eat no starches at all. For all of you, this is not to say that. What I am saying is test it out. What I happen to see that works really well is when we do the low glycemic carbohydrates, we can use that during the day. And if you want some type of starch, have it at night. As long as it doesn't mess up your sleep and you wake up the next day refreshed without feeling tired, without a headache, without neck pain and all that, then we should be fine. I'm telling you right now, with this particular person that I'm talking about, this sensitive nervous system, I've seen hundreds of people. I'm going to keep telling you that because I'm very confident that this is going to help you. If you enjoyed this, please leave a rating, share it with somebody who really needs to hear it. And if you want to continue to become the best version of yourself, you can go down in the description and join my newsletter for free. Peace.